and all all that they're talking about is is all that stuff. Just, so you know, I've got a pile of mail from uh, from the break. <laughs> so. Oh, we're on we're on the air. We're on the air. We're live. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Jason Tucker, and this is WP Water Cooler episode number three hundred and forty-eight. Um, we're finishing up our three-part series of what I was calling the Grande Guide to Changing Your Web Hosts, and uh, this week on WP Water Cooler, we're going to be talking about how to set up your um, your web host and how to get everything set up. Um, and after getting out of that bad relationship with your uh, previous web host, uh, starting new with uh, with everything that we need to do to kind of get things set up. So. I just want to let you know that this episode of WP Water Cooler is brought to you by ServerPress, Maker's Desktop Server, making the whole WordPress development easy. And WP SiteSync, con uh, con content transfer made easy, syncing uh, WordPress posts and pages just got easier, as easy as one, two, three. Go to their website over at serverpress.com and wpsitesync.com. All right, let's get everyone introduced. Steve, you want to kick us off? Oh, wow, first. I know, yeah, right? <laughs> Steve Zengit. I'm the founder of Zeek Interactive, and I run the OC WordPress Meetup, which has just been moved to WeWork Newport Beach starting next month. Dude, it's going to be like South Orange wow. County before I know it. I know. It no just kidding. keeps moving further and further south. Yeah. That's awesome, man. How about you, Various? you want to tell us about yourself? Oh, yes. Hi, everyone. My name is Barry Smith. I'm the founder of Phil of Veracity Design and the organizer, one of the organizers for the Inland Empire WordPress meetup group. You guys haven't moved that to like Blythe or anything yet? Uh, not yet. <laughs> Actually, we're, we're, hoping, we're hoping to have a new venue for our, um, for our developers group, which we lost our venue last year. So this we're trying for the Corona uh, City Center. We'll oh, see. cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. How about you, Cosper? Hey, everybody. Uh, this is Jason Cosper coming live and direct from my couch, a.k.a. Fat Mullenweg. Just happy to be here for 2020. New year, new new you, new everything else. So let's, let's, get, let's get rolling. Awesome, man. I'm Jason Tucker. You can find me over at Jason Tucker on Twitter. My website is jasontucker.blog. Um, I do this show as well as another show called WP Blab. You can go take a look at that. We had Wes Churchill on talking about pricing for e-commerce and pricing for um, for service, you know, the services industry of building websites and things. So feel free to go take a look at that over at wpwrcore.com slash WPLab. So let's talk a little bit about um, now that you moved your website to a new web host, what should you be doing first? Um, I, I'm hoping that you've kind of already have logged into your um, to your the you know the control panel for it. Um, you know, we talked a little bit of, in our previous episode about um, whether or not you should get a, a web host who uses cPanel or one of these other like pre-built panels, or should you be going with some place that uh, that has you know their own custom control panel? Um, uh, at that time, we talked about a lot of, uh, you know, once you've, once you've found a place that has a nice, clean, custom control panel and things are working good and the web hosting's working well, um, kind of familiarizing yourself with what's going on in that control panel because there's a lot of stuff that happens in there. And, um, you know, I wanted to kind of, uh, kind of discuss some of the things that people should be looking at first before they really get in and um, get that website uh, up and running. So how do you think we should uh, start this off a little bit here? So are we talking about you, you've you actually moved your site? You've migrated, right? You have migrated. What did you do first? Yeah. Pray. Pray. <laughs> oh, pray. 
Go ahead, Darius. No, permalinks, permalinks, permalinks come to mind first. One of the first things is maybe uh, flush a permalinks, you know, and make sure everything's working. Okay. Um, I mean, technically, 301 directs as well, right? If necessary. When you said permalinks, um, I, I wasn't thinking about flushing the permalinks. I think that's important. Let's talk about how to do that. But I was thinking redirects. But redirects, if, you wanna, yeah. if you do want to easily flush your permalinks and you're not a developer, just go to settings, permalinks, and yep. hit the save button without twice. making any changes. Right? You don't yep. have to make any changes. Just click that save button, and that will reset what various is talking about. If you don't understand the tech, the technology behind it, that's okay, but that is a good practice. It's just like yeah. anybody on windows knows that you push control alt delete and then a big menu shows up. It's the same yeah. sort of thing as that. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But I was thinking when you said permalinks, I was thinking that's actually, that's a great first recommendation is, is redirects to make sure that you yeah. don't have any, uh, any link rot, right? So make, make sure that um, all of your permalinks are, are the same as what you moved from. And, in, and if there are any dead ones, you should have something like simple 301 redirects or, or right. redirection or something like that in place. Um, some web hosts will actually give you the redirection in the control panel itself. Like WP Engine has a, has a way to do that outside of WordPress. Um, and so uh, there's a couple ways to do that. Yeah, and I guess it just depends on the, you know, the web host and what they're using for the web server. If they're using Nginx or if they're using uh, Apache and do you have access to an HT access file? Like all these like very, very technical things, but it's like those are the things that you need to kind of worry about when you're first starting off on that web host. Yeah, yeah. and, and yeah. Not, not to get too terribly technical, but if, if you really want to find out if you've got link rot, um, there's a tool called Google Search Console uh, yes. that will help you with that. And so that that's a handy tool. I don't want to get too much into the weeds on that one on the show, but um, that's a, a very useful uh, tool to tell you if you've got bad links on your site. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good one. I mean, if you're if you're already if you're using something um, like Cloudflare or something like that, you may want to get that set up. If you're using a CDN and if your web host doesn't provide one, True. that might be something you need to start looking into as well. Um, so if you. So we when you when I clarified, you said we've already migrated. I didn't know if we were talking about you've already set the DNS records because that's where my mind went. I'm we we ended at that. Right? Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's where my mind went immediately. Is is you know you've got to switch to your DNS. You're all set up on your new host. You've got to switch to DNS, which can be a process, and that is different on each, uh, a little bit different on each host on their side, right? And a little bit different yeah. in each registrar. Um, <clears throat> One of the tools I want to mention that I like is, uh, let me just get the right URL here, um, is what's my DNS.net. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, let me put that in the chat. So what's my DNS.net is a, is a good one just to check as you're do once you've made the change on the DNS, it's not instant, right? Right. Yeah. So, and, and, let me backtrack a minute. You, if you are working with a client, if you have other people's on, people, peoples, if you have other peoples on your team, right? Um, you you want to let them know uh, what the process is and and what propagation means for your DNS, right? So um, just because you've switched the DNS doesn't mean it's going to happen instantly. Some people yes. it can happen in five minutes. Some people it can happen in twenty four hours, right? So it just it just depends. And you want to let you know the people that are involved in your team know that this is a process and what's my DNS will let you know when, uh, you know, when things are, are updating globally. Yeah. The, the tricky one could be if they were hosting their email at their previous oh. server. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. that. So yeah. MX, MX toolbox <laughs> will help with that. 
But man, it's something that's really, oh, it's it's a pain to work with. If they were hosting at their other, uh, if their other hosts, they were hosting email, it's, oh. Yeah. I, I just tell people use G Suite nowadays, you know? Oh yeah, Absolutely. and especially yeah. with G Suite, they have all of the migration tools that are available to you. So if you want to, you could just tell it, here, click on this to log in, it logs in. You connect to all of the different accounts that are on there. It scoops up all the data. It pushes everything out and you're good to go. So, you know, there, there's other services you can use to do it as well. Uh, BitTitan is one that I've used in the past if I'm trying to move from like, you know, hundreds of, of email addresses. Um, but yeah, get that thing off of your web, ho your web host. So that way when that web host sucks, you can move to the next one and not have to worry about email. And, and that's really, I think that's the, the, the big piece of advice here is don't host your email on the same box yes. as the web server. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just don't. If you're yeah. doing that, make that your, your 2020 resolution. Just just move your migrate your email somewhere else. Separate them. <laughs> yeah. Cosper. Now um I was gonna say uh before you switch your DNS uh and e even though that is a, a good idea something I personally like to do uh, mainly because I tend to be a little more performance minded is uh, check mm. the performance of your old site uh, where it's hosted right now versus the performance of your new site. There's a couple tools you can uh, use to do this. Uh, you just plug in the URL and push the button and it'll tell you and give you things to look for. I, I prefer web page test. Uh, web page test uh, is a little more uh, neck beardy. I mean, you can see I've got the <laughs> neck beard going. So, um, absolutely um, there's, represent. There's also, yeah, th there's there's also uh, GT Metrics. Uh huh. Um, and uh, GT Metrics uh, gives you some actionable things you can do um, to improve your uh, page speed and performance, uh, which is nice. Um, so uh, it tends to. Uh, one of the tabs in GT Metrics is YSlow. Um, YSlow hasn't been updated and gives you some kind of anti-patterns mm. uh, like for uh, performance improvements uh, over the past few years. So um, if you have a, a more modern web host, uh, if, you, if you're switching to a managed uh, WordPress host, uh, they're using a lot of tools and uh, and server level things that you don't need to actually make those YSLOW improvements, but pay attention to kind of the, the page speed suggestions it makes. Um, Steve also mentioned, and I'll, I'll let Steve talk about it, uh, Pingdom tools. You want to kind of... Yeah, in the, I just would put it in there as in the same vein as, as GT Metrics. Pingdom tools uh, gives you a... a, 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 a Different, a little bit of a different kind of breakdown. I, I think it's a little bit less developer-y, right? It, it, it explains things in a little bit more plain English. Not exactly, um, but I use both, um, and I use web page be, web page test as well. Just for our audience who aren't developers, explain what an anti-pattern is. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> However, uh, I will say um, you do want to make sure that uh, before you switch your DNS, that your site on your new host is faster than your site on your old host. Oh. Even if it's just, yeah. even if it's just slightly faster, that is that is something that's very important. You can use these nerdy tools. You don't have to take any of their suggestions to heart, but just make sure that your site is faster when you've moved it from your old host to your new host. If what you haven't, there's a, 
if it's not, then uh, you can either contact um, your uh, hosting provider and say, hey, uh, I moved to you guys. Uh, I've done some work to, to try to make things nicer. You're not fast. Um, <laughs> and then so, they go, dude, you cool. signed up for $1webhosting.com. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You, you signed up for an annual, annual plan. That's on you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and most of those places provide like a 30 day money back guarantee type thing well, or, or some way of, right. of getting it, yourself it, out of it if you need to. It actually, it may be slower or it may be parallel. There may be no change, but there may mm, be tools absolutely. on the new host that allow you to speed things up, speed up. like, like an image compression tool, for instance. Right. Yeah. So, so images, or, I, go ahead. I was going to say, or your new uh, host may offer a CDN. And right. that will C give you improvements. Yeah. CDN yeah. or some sort of uh, object caching or something, something along those lines. Right. But um, um, I find that in these, in these tools, GT metrics ping them. One of the, one of the biggest offenses I see uh, when I'm doing a site analysis is image sizes, right? Yeah. Um, either image sizes that were, that were uploaded too big, a theme that's using images that are too large. There could be a number of things that are wrong there. But if you're, if your new host is offering some sort of an image compression tool, do it. Right. Yeah. Uh, one thing that I've noticed a lot uh, in dealing with customer sites and performance, a lot of people tend to, uh, they'll see an image and instead of doing like the whole save as thing, someone has showed them how to take a screenshot and then they take oh. a screenshot oh. of an image yes. <laughs> and then they save that screenshot. Uh, the Mac defaults to saving a screenshot is PNG. 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 And, yeah, what's, what, what could possibly go wrong there? Right. <laughs> All good. Um, and uh, if you're not aware, uh, PNG's compression versus uh, JPEG's compression, so, uh, which yeah. tends to be like the, <clears throat> the web standard for uh, image files for actual photos. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it tends to be a lot larger. So. Uh, you'll actually see a lot in uh, these web page tests or Pingdom or GT metrics results. Uh, you'll see that, oh man, it's taken a really long time on my header image or on some random product image that you had, you know, um, John over, you know, in marketing set up for you. And then all of a sudden you're like, hey, what gives with this? There might be some images that you have to download, save as a JPEG. Yeah. and then re-upload again and, and replace. Uh, but that five minutes of time that you take to, to do that and, and recompress it and save it uh, will save you, um, you know, tons of, save you and your users tons of time. Yeah. Yeah. In, yeah like, and there's tools the like, for instance, if you downloaded those files and you want to quickly go in um, and turn them into JPEGs or something like that, uh, you can use a tool called Image Optum. And uh, mm. that's on the Mac as well as Windows. Um, okay. You you run that thing, and you can just drag your files into that icon, and it'll just kind of recompress them for you and put them nice. in whatever format you want. So if they're already on your computer, that's a good way to do it. There's also like plugins that you could use that will do it on the server side as well, um, which kind of gets me to um, some things that you should be looking at now that you move to that new um, new web host. Is that um, every web host is different when it comes to things they allow and don't allow to have happen. Um, we've talked a lot about uh, WP Engine here on the show. Um, WP Engine is one of those hosts where they want to make sure that you don't become a bad neighbor. And to okay. not be a bad neighbor means you should not, you know, uh, 
listen to your music super late at night, have parties <laughs> and have all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, don't host your email on the server. Um, these places, you know, some of these places just don't provide these types of services. And the right. reason why is because they want to make sure that they're providing really good service oh, for yeah. what they're providing. So um, when you're looking at uh, some like WP Engine, Pagely, um, you know, any of these uh, higher end um, co companies, uh, Kinsta, those types of folks, they all have different um, things that they allow and don't allow. And so um, make sure you go through that list and um, see what things they allow and don't allow. And um, sometimes you're using, uh, for instance, like image optimization or something like that. Um, you may or may not need to have that. And if you're using one that really, you know, like essentially goes through and looks at every single image and then recompresses them, um, those sometimes those services are provided by the CDN or they're provided by, you know, somebody like, um, uh, you know, in your CDN or your uh, kind of cloud firewall provider or anything oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. So look at those things and kind of figure out if that's something that you actually need. And um, also, if you're using something like WordFence or any of these other t um, types of tools that are out there, look to see if those things already exist on the web host as well. Yeah. And sometimes they already have partnerships in place to use those things. So um, you're essentially running like two or three uh, applications or two or three plugins at the same time um, that you only needed the one. So. And the uh, you know the other thing to note there uh, is um, a, a host like WP Engine has a list of plugins that they just don't allow, and they'll they're just going to turn them off for you. They'll send you a yeah. notice, and they'll just turn them off. So just be aware of that. It, it's a good thing, right? Because they've got another tool that's doing the job. But right. Just just know that. Now, now it's not always that they have. As the person who used to maintain that list at WP Engine. <laughs> I, there's not, it's not always uh, the fact that they have a tool doing something for you. So if you have something that is doing uh, image compression uh, and uh, the last, I mean, it's been several years since I've been working there. Uh, they might have something server side that does Im image compression now, but say you were depending on something like uh, the OO image optimizer, EWWW image optimizer, um, they don't allow that because um, they don't allow uh, basically things that do like shell uh, execution, which is what you depends on. So they tend to point you towards like a cloud service mm -hmm. who has um, a cloud service that you can use and sign up for. Um, you know, so there, there are alternatives sometimes uh, that you have to do. Uh, I know related post plugins is a big one on these mm -hmm. hosts that have disallowed plugins lists. Um, so there are ones that are a little more server friendly. In a lot of cases, uh, support at those hosts have been briefed on what's more server friendly and will tell you if you ask them. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it's it's definitely a good idea. If you have something that you're like, hey, I can't use this anymore. Tell me what my alternative is. Uh, most hosts will let you know, okay, you know, here's here are your options. Yeah, I think from now on, I think from now on, it's the OO image optimizer plugin. It's not EWW anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now there's a there's another thing that surprisingly some hosts don't offer backups. And if you go to like like say you have a client come to you and you know they're already with this host, not every host offers backup. I mean, it's becoming more common, but they need to be sure that some type of a backup automation is in, you know, in place. Yeah. Or maybe backups aren't configured, you know? 
And that's you one less plugin that, that you need to run too. Oh, she's trying to move it away from. <laughs> exactly, right? <laughs> but yeah, one less plugin that you need to run. You don't need to have a backup of a backup that's being backed up. Right. So something to look at. Uh, I, I tend to always, uh, there's, I, I don't remember what branch of the military it's from, but um, what is it? Uh, two is one, one is none. So if you only ever rely yeah. on a single backup. That's like, a good thing. Yeah. See, That's a good I, thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I would, I would always, even though you don't want to have, um, you know, the exhibit thing where it's you know, yo dog, I heard you like backup. So I made a backup of your backup. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, <All> right. <laughs> however, um, having a secondary backup, something that uh, sends your stuff to uh, a third party service. Uh, I know that there's vault press out there. There's, uh, you can configure a backup buddy to to send to a third party service. Um, it's always a good idea, um, yeah. you know. But that that is something that tends to be a little more technical. Um, but I always kind of discourage people from just relying on their hosts because I've mm-hmm. seen people just become gutted by having to like. Oh, it turns out that backups weren't working on this cluster of servers. Exactly. Yeah. For yeah. For the past three months and now you've lost everything in space yeah. is ubiquitous now dropbox g drive you know find a plugin that can connect to one of those aws yep. is what i use um so yeah yeah get them off the get them off of the server too because if the server crashes and you have backups and the backups exist in the same space as the <laughs> actual files you don't have a backup you have a copy and copies yeah. do not help you down the road yeah, and and your your host should be backing up to a different spot, right? Uh, Absolutely. That, uh, um, WP Engine, for instance, goes to AWS. So yeah, just yeah. just as an example. But I'm with Co- I think everything Cosper said. I just want to plus one that absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and the most important part of a backup is the restore. <laughs> yeah, actually work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I've said, so I, I, how many times have I said that on the water cooler? Probably 80. <laughs> right? Schrodinger's backup. Schrodinger's backup. <laughs> exactly. I will tell you one thing that um, that did happen to me is um, when moving one, a site from one place to another, um, I had a web host that uh, just started you know, crumbling and just was having all sorts of issues. And the client was like, I need to get this site moved. And so I moved it to another place. I tested all the things that I thought I could test. Uh, come to find out, um, SMTP was something that was being blocked on the server and wasn't oh. being allowed. And so you have to kind of uh, look at those things. So if you have a form that's being used, yeah. uh, there's a bunch of plugins that do SMTP management. And uh, look at those. Make sure that you're using one that's an SSL-enabled one. So that way um, it's uh, sending that data over a secure channel between your web server as to the place that the email is going to be uh, sent out. Um, so if you're using Gmail or if you're using, you know, any of those sorts of places, um, you could use you could use that type of service to make sure it's uh, being sent um, is uh, is encrypted, not encrypted, but just is as encrypted as it can be in that, you know, you're not sending over uh, stuff that shouldn't be insecure stuff. Yeah, and, exactly. And again, as, as I've said, even earlier in this episode, um, when you move to your new host, especially a managed host, they'll be up on this stuff they will know uh if they if they support smtp if they say like hey i'm doing something to send mail out is it going to be a problem here and if so 
what can I do? Um, and any host that's that's worth their shit it yeah. will say, hey, here's what you can do. If you don't get that answer, wait on switching that DNS. Like seriously, <laughs> and, and, and consider consider maybe spending a little time looking into even another host. Start back at episode one of this. Episode one of the water cooler, like yeah. like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're gonna learn. You're gonna learn a lot. <laughs> no, it's no, take a while. No, no, no. Yeah. That's horrible advice. <laughs> no, no, it is. It is. Yeah. I don't know if you guys mentioned, but like, you know, maybe sometimes they could go back and clean up old plugins. You know, if they have old plugins, old themes, delete those. Uh, orphan oh, yeah. database tables, they could probably use, you know, a plugin to like WP Optimize to clean up orphan database yep. tables. Um, get their website, you know, back, you know, in, in almost prime condition to perform well. I think I think deleting old code is always a good idea, right? Let me say unused code. Unused code. Deleting <laughs> unused code is always a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Or, or just be or just be a chaos monkey and just start deleting random pieces of code. <laughs> yeah, just cowboy that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and if the web host provides it, um, start doing most of these things in a staging environment. So if you've switched yeah. from a really crappy web host and now you're using um, a better web host, one that provides all these types of services, yes. um, hit that button to, to make a staging site, get over to the staging site and just start doing all these things that we're talking about and, and testing it and making sure it's working well and those sorts of things. There are some caveats to that. One in particular is that um, most of the time those staging servers aren't cached. So you got to have to kind of look at that and see if whether or not caching is enabled on there. So if you're like, man, why is this site loading so slow on staging, but it's so fast on you know production? Well, th that means your website's slow and all of the plugins that you have running and all the things that you have going on is just slowing it down. And WordPress is doing a really good job of making sure that um, a cached copy of that site is being loaded up. And um, the web server and all those things are kind of all happening. So, yeah, definitely look at that staging server. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, I don't think a lot of people know cPanel has a staging um, environment now. Well, through through uh, Softaculous, if if you're on a oh. cPanel server through Softaculous, okay. they have the staging environment now. I just figured it out like probably a couple months back. Huh? Yeah, that's I had cool. No idea. Yeah, me either. I, I, I don't. I, I I steer clear of cPanel as much as I can. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just do. Yeah, it could be a, it could be a hassle for sure, though. All right. What else could uh, happen here? I mean, here. I, the only things that are going through my head are more advanced stuff, right? Um, um, things that involve Git, and I, I don't know if we want to. I don't know if we want to get on the do that on the show. But when we talk about backups, you know, we don't do any code, any secondary code backups, right? Because yeah. all of our all of our code is in Git. So if you have the ability, I don't I don't know if it's really a hosting thing, but if you have the ability to to get your code into a code repository like Git, it's it's a good idea, right? Oh, yeah. It gives you another another safeguard. It gives you another backup. It gives you a way to work with uh, additional developers. Again, it's a little bit of a developer comment, but, um, and not, not all, ho not all hosts are as friendly as others. Some take some, 
you know, some trickery uh, to be able to, to do that, to do uh, get deploys and things like that. But, um, um, you know, the more the, the, the more you can have those sort of uh, tools in place, the, the, the better. And again, it's not that's not for everybody. That's why I was hesitant to, to say the comment. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I think you I think you brought up a good point in that yeah. when you have when you have a good web host and you um, are finding you know looking for a new um, a new developer or something like that and you tell them I'm using a premium web host, they're going to be pretty happy about it because that means they don't have to move your site, they don't have to do any yes. of those things. It's already taken care of, and it also means that they get to use all their tools that they want to use, like Steve was talking about with Git and those sorts of things. Is that they're going to be able to use those tools and make it a lot easier to make a copy of your site, start building it locally, and then getting it pushed back out to the to the web server, and they didn't have to do a bunch of old school ways of using FTP and all sorts of other fun things. Yeah, it just makes everybody's <laughs> life easier, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, and 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 part of the reason is is you know when you're when you're deploying code, uh, FTP is a destructive process, right? Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. if you if if you are if you are if you're using FTP or if your developers using FTP, right? That that's one thing to try to get rid of and get out of your system if if you can, because every time you FTP some code up to a server, you're overriding the overriding. old there, and you have no way of getting it back. Unless you go to a backup yeah. or something along those lines, uh, Git is more of a of an iterative process rather than a destructive process. Yeah. So. So good. Yeah. No, I think I think we did a I think we did a good job here of kind of describing the things that people should be doing to. Uh, to get their site set up and everything. If you've recently moved your site and you're using the types of things that we've been talking about through this uh, three-part series, we'd really, um, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, leave a comment down below. Um, and uh, if you want to shoot us an email or something like that, you can send an email to feedback at wpwatercooler.com. And I'd love to hear um, kind of what you've been doing with that. And if you have any suggestions for other types of series of things that we should be talking about, we would love to kind of go through those, especially if you can come up with some type of music related uh, uh, titles or something fun like that. <laughs> it's always fun to do those sorts of things. So um, you, you, yeah, you got to come up with something that, that I know, though. I don't, I don't, I don't know anything about our. All right, we'll do Beastie Boys. I don't even know. Like I don't even know how to say the name. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, thank you very much for hanging out with us. We really appreciate it. Go over to uh, serverpress.com where you can go find all the cool stuff that they're doing over there with, um, you know, the do uh, local web hosts, local website development. And go to our website over at wpwatercore.com slash subscribe where you can learn how to subscribe to this as well as the other shows that we have on our network. Talk to you all later. You have a good one. Bye-bye. Peace.